Welcome to Uninhibited, a podcast with the mission to discuss taboo, multicultural, multigenerational, and multilayered topics that matter to women. My name is Dr. Makunda Abdul-Baki. I am an Ivy League-trained OBGYN practicing medicine in rural America. I am married and raising three dynamic African-American boys. I am a mother, a career professional, a part of Generation X, and so much more. I bring to the table a true desire for social justice that informs my opinions, and my hope is that this podcast will open conversations, question beliefs, and be transformative. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Uninhibited. I'm your host, Dr. Makunda Abdul-Baki, and today um, we have the pleasure of having a and a good friend of mine um, that I've known for quite a while. We're we're both been transplants from the Northeast. She's a definite New Yorker, um, and I'm from New Jersey. And um, why don't you introduce us? Uh, introduce yourself to the listeners, Sharon. Hi, my name is Sharon Monsanto Carter, and I am, like Dr. Baki said, a Northerner that has relocated to Southwest Virginia. Okay. Tell us about your family. Um, I have two. I'm married. Uh, my husband and I met in college in um, Richmond, Virginia. We are graduates of Virginia University, and we have two daughters, Tawana, 23. She is a um, graduate of VCU with an IT degree, Virginia Commonwealth University, and we have a 19-year-old, Taylor, that is currently a student at ODU, majoring in civil engineering and um, construction management. Okay. So the thing that, um, one of the many things that I found uh, very interesting with Sharon and why I invited her on the program is that her youngest daughter is gay and um, Sharon has always been very open about just being the biggest advocate in the world for both of her kids. And um, she's just always been a force to be reckoned with. And any child would be blessed to have as strong an advocate um, as Sharon is for her two girls. Oh, but thank you. Um, you're welcome. Um, but knowing what I know about uh, the difficulties of uh, growing up uh, gay, bisexual, lesbian, uh, transgender, etc., um, and how, you know, uh, suicide rates can be high, depression, uh, substance abuse is all much higher in the LGBTQ community. Um, and I think so much of it, and, and uh, many of them would agree, stems from lack of acceptance at home. So I just wanted to tell, to, for you to talk to us about um, Taylor, her childhood, and um, Kind of, because you told me from a, a early age, you kind of knew she wasn't interested in boys. I but did. Um, Taylor, um, Taylor, when she was about four or five, you know, she, well, before then, three years old, she started school. And um, ironically, she was going to preschool and she wouldn't wear squirt to school. Little skirt in front, shorts in the back. She cried and cried and cried. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, let it go. And we're like, oh, well, you know. At that time, I dressed Tawana and Taylor a lot of like. They're four years apart. And Tawana, as you know, Dr. Rocky, is girl, girly girl over the top. Yes. So, um, you know, we dressed them a lot of like. We 
you know, the Gap had a lot of the same stuff in that age range. Well, that's when, you know, Taylor was just, she was determined she wasn't going to wear it. So then as she got a little older, four or five, you know, she her, her biggest um, idol cartoon-wise, she never did Barbie. She never did anything like that. She loved Dora the Explorer. Her favorite movies were um, Big Mama's House and um, Mrs. Doubtfire. So she was into the comedy, but she was into that, um, you know, the man dressing up as the woman type of, you know, synopsis comedy scenario then as she got bigger mm-hmm. she went to school all she rode was four wheelers and you know scooters and then she got to the second grade and she had to dress up as what she wanted to be when she grew up and she dressed up as her dad as a contractor mm-hmm. as time went on you know she was just constantly you know very tomboyish played softball played basketball and when she got probably to, I want to say the eighth grade is when, you know, I had always kind of knew. I never, um, and I just asked her, you know, Tay, you know, do you like boys? And she's kind of, you know, beat around the bush and, you know, didn't. Then I finally asked her one day, I was like, I'm, I'm serious. You know, she's like, no, I don't like boys. I've never liked boys, you know. Um, I like girls. And that was kind of it. She was mm-hmm. kind of like in eighth grade then. So we just, from there on, it was, you know, it was never a secret. I never um, disclosed it. I never made her um, dress different. We went to my husband's um, grandma was mother of one of the churches here in Martinsville. And, um, you know, that was a church that we were part of at that time. And uh, we couldn't wear pants and Taylor would wear, we would, you know, she would have to wear a skirt. And we would go up for offering. She would leave out the church and she would go to his grandma's house next door and change into pants before we could all get out of church. So that was, you know, kind of, we ended up moving our membership some years after that, you know, because that just didn't, didn't work for her. But we knew long from the beginning, you know, that she just did not, and I just didn't force it upon her. I just didn't. You know, when she was honest with me and I kind of knew that's where we were and we just, it, it is what it is. But, you know, it was never try to go for some with a boy, try to date a boy, none of that. that piece out is, you know, what, what did you want to cut out? Oh, I don't know if it's, are you, you're, you're hearing yourself, I guess, but um, there's some parts where you got distorted or you got cut out. Oh, okay. So what did, what did you not um, hear? I, I would just, um, so let me just, we can cut out the part that's most distorted and I'll let the editor do that. And then okay. what else? So, so Sharon, when you had the discussion with her in eighth grade um, and she came to you and, and just finally admitted that she doesn't like boys. She, she does feel within herself that she likes girls. Um, how did that make you feel? Uh, what was the discussion like with her dad? How did things go within the family and maybe even with her um, sister? What was the discussion like with her older sister? What, with, uh, with me, it didn't, I knew. So I was just kind of glad to know that she was, um, I just wanted to know, let her know. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Um, I just wanted to let her know that regardless, I was going to support her on whatever it was, you know, whatever her choice was. Um, mm-hmm. Her dad, 
he always did know too, but one of his biggest um, issues was the way everybody else was going to look at her. You know, he, his um, biggest, I wouldn't even say it was an issue, but his concern was, um, you know, she's always going to go through life and she's always going to have this challenge. And, you know, she's, she, the choice that she's, you know, choosing is going to, you know, have people judging her and, and, you know, my response to that was, well, is she, should she be unhappy or should she be judged? You know what I mean? We we have to support whatever makes her happy. Um, and, and I think with Taylor was the way she was her whole life. It wasn't a surprise. Ironically, her sister took it harder than any of us. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, to explain Tawana, Tawana is the one that wants to go out, you know, she, she wants to be front scene and where Taylor's always been behind the scenes, you know, they always mm-hmm. have been well achievers academically, but you know, Tawana was always the cheerleader to this, to that, you know, so she was mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh, people are going to judge her. She's not going to be able to do a good job. She's not going to this. She's not going to that. You know, I just, and, and I tried to tell her, well, Tawana, look, you're in college at this point. If you can't accept it, you know, you're not going to make her feel like, she's unaccepted because that's how you feel. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of told her you either get it together or figure it out because you're not going to be in here not supporting her. Mm-hmm. But that lasted maybe for a week. You know what I mean? Okay. It wasn't like it went on for a period of time. You know what I mean? It was just like, and I don't know if it's just maybe the unity and the love that we have within each other as, you know, as the four, it made it easier that we were just like, you know, whatever makes you happy that, you know, that's how it's going to be. And then I, my sister is gay and I have a gay niece, you know? So for me, it was very easy. You know, it was very easy to pick up on, but then it was, it wasn't even a situation of accepting it. It's just, that's just who the person is. You just love a person for who they are, period. So then you know, that brings that's... into question. So obviously within a short period of time, the whole family was able to rally around Taylor. And, and interestingly enough, what you were most concerned about, because you guys know her as Taylor, as, as your daughter, as your sister, as, you know, the baby you brought home from the hospital. And I right. guess your biggest worry was the society and how other people would be viewing her. And yeah. that, you know, that speaks volumes about um, kind of where we're at. But what was, um, since you did mention um, that your husband had been in a uh, Pentecostal uh, church, what were things like as far as your faith? And uh, was there ever a time when you felt that there was a conflict between you know, what God said in the Bible and how you well, treat your child and how other people at, might view that? At the end of the day, the way I look at it is God is love and love is God. You know, we, we're all doing something that God, we're sinning in some type of way, all of us. And mm-hmm. all, you know, and in God's eyes, we're going to be, you know, judge the same way. So that's going to be a sin the same way I have sins or, you know, everybody has sins that they're going to have to come in and counsel with. That's going to be a sin that she's going to have to, but it didn't alter my faith and it didn't, you know, um, make me look at church or anything, any different at all. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, like I said, I, you know, from what, you know, 
love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Look, you know, that's how I looked at it. That's what, you know, and, and that's what I poured into her the whole time, love. Because mm-hmm. that's what I get. You know, that's where my faith carries me. My faith carries me to love. That's important. You might not like everything, but, you know, you got to love it. You got, you know, the Bible says you have to love and, and everybody sins. And like I say, you know, that that's a sin that she herself you know, is going to have to, that's going to be her, you know, her judgment, whatever other sins that, you know, she yeah. or may do, or I, you know, it, it's it's the same, you know, I just don't hold that sin as being any bigger than any other one. And then what about the fact that, was there ever a point where you felt like it was a choice or did you always kind of acknowledge that this is the way she was born. It really wasn't a choice anymore. No. And you're attracted to men. Uh, no, I, I knew it was the way she was born from the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. I knew it was never a choice. You know, Taylor never did anything um, girly from mm-hmm. clothes to sports to, you know, to working to, you know, nothing I it it was definitely not a choice it was just who she is did you find your yourself um well you said you have a gay sister and a gay niece but Mm -hmm. extended family or did you find yourself doing things to protect her or shelter her more um no as far as extended family like my parents like I said they're very um except, you know, the, the, I mean, my sister, my niece, you know, so this wasn't, um, new to them, Uh but no, I didn't feel like I had to shelter Tay and just the type of person that I am, even, you know, family that was outside of everybody knew it, it wouldn't have been good. Let me say this to, to treat her any different because the backlash they would have probably got from me. You know what I mean? I don't even think I had to protect her. the listeners that you told me <laughs> about um, because Tay, uh, she took, uh, uh, she, I don't, well, I don't know if she took a date to the senior prom, but you did say that she wore a tuxedo and she just was like, I know nobody's going to even say anything to me because they don't want to deal with my mom. Like, tell, that's tell it. Around. Yeah. And she said, she said, I know. She said, I, she, when she wore a tuxedo, she's like, I know, I, I don't have to worry about this because nobody wants to deal with my mom. <laughs> you know, but I mean, even when it come, we weren't, we were never, we were very transparent, even with school. Like I remember Taylor got into an altercation. It wasn't physical, but it was an altercation at school. I want to say her junior year in school. And it was with another girl and it involved another girl. You know, they had an altercation because of another girl. And we were very transparent with pr- the principals there on Taylor's sexuality. You know, it was never, it's never, ever been a secret. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't like try to sweep it under the rug and say, you know, well, this, we just came and said, you know, this drama is because these two girls like each other. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're having drama because of another female, because they're both, you know, dating the other female. It's it's never. And I don't know if it's just my personality, because my personality is so straightforward. And so, you know, I'm just who I am. <laughs> if If anybody did, if they did feel a certain type of way, they're not going to let me. No, you know what I'm saying? It, it no, would be behind my back. I, They're not going to mistreat I'm, I'm her. You know, aware of that. you are <laughs> the, the true definition of uh, a mama bear. And um, 
And so people would, would really have to think twice. Did Taylor ever share with you any difficulties in um, growing up that she had in dealing with issues in school or, you know, how, what type of um, things have, have she talked to you about like just during the, the high school years when she was, she was kind of truly becoming herself on the road to um, becoming I, I think um, she did, because it's funny, like about um, two months ago, she posted on Facebook. She said, if I ever um, got mad at you for calling me gay when I was younger, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, she did get, you know, I wouldn't say picked on because, you know, Taylor's not somebody that you can just pick on, but she did get talked about, you know, and it was days that she came home and it, you know, and that's one day I never forget one day she came home and she said, you know, ma, it really bothers me when people say you choose to be gay. She said, because why would you choose? Why would I choose mm-hmm. to be ridiculed and judged and ostracized? Why, why would anybody make that choice? Mm-hmm. If this is not something that they truly are, why would anybody want to choose to be different and be talked about and, you know, be she said, you know, the disrespect that she said, it's not a choice. So yeah, there were people that said, you know, did it alter what she did or did it alter or did she say, well, I'm going to try? No. You know, so she never, it wasn't like, and that's what I'm saying. It wasn't an issue. Like she said, well, everybody doesn't like this. So I'm being made fun of. So I'm going to try to date guys that never happened, Yeah. you know, because like she said, it wasn't a choice. I mean, you know, some days, and I think with Taylor, in the beginning, it was maybe like that, you know, when she first came out, but that didn't last long either, because she's a straight forward, straight to the point type of person too. You know, everybody knows it's not but so much picking on or so much, you know, being talked about, she's going to accept before she says something back as well. Mm -hmm. So she's not one of those that's going to, you know, get in her shell or, you know, she's just not that, you know, it's either you accept me for who you are or we don't have to deal with each other. Mm -hmm. So what did you, uh, we also talked about the fact that I don't know if it was only because of Taylor, but you did end up leaving your first church home, the Pentecostal church home, um, Mm -hmm. to more of a non-denominational uh, Christian well, experience was mm-hmm. it because of acceptance of Taylor or just a lot of different reasons? It, it was different reasons, but that was um, one of the main reasons because I can remember when Taylor was, um, when we first talked about, you know, going back to when she first told me she was gay, she did tell me, you know, she's like, Ma, you know, I've talked to God, I've prayed about it, you know what I mean? It, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't understand. I know that the Bible says it's not right, but I love God and I have a relationship with God. And that that's one of, one of the things that people have to realize more than anything. Like I said, the church that we go to now, our pastor absolutely loves Taylor. Absolutely. By far. And I think in a lot of ways, he um, loves on Taylor more because of to let her know that, you know, God accepts you. We accept you, you know, we, yeah. we and that's what she, because that's where, you know, it, it's not, you don't want a gay person to think that they, they are not, um, 
awarded the Christian experience that we are, because they are, because yeah. we're all children of God at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, so, so she was able to uh, continue to claim, reclaim her Christianity and feel comfortable with it. Um, as far as helping with, you know, vacation Bible school, mm-hmm. going to the students at, you know, like when they had the youth day at church, talking to them about graduation and what to do as seniors, you know, what to do when they get to high school, you know, it went from not wanting to stand in church or sit in church to actually participating. In because church. she was made to feel welcome. I mean, that's, yes. that's just a human condition. Like no one, gay, straight, purple, yellow, you're not interested in being in a place that doesn't appear to want you to be there. You know, that's, right. that's just, we all want to be wanted and we all want to be accepted um, in, you know, where we're at. And so that makes perfect sense. What would you say to a parent who's struggling with this issue um, that, um, cause I, I honestly think most of the time parents know, or they have some type of inkling, uh, certainly people can be wrong, but what, what would you say to a parent who's struggling, um, just because maybe they truly believe it's a choice or maybe they can change them. Maybe, um, if they do a certain thing or if they, just try to date the opposite sex, it'll change or just, you know, and maybe they're all caught up more with their image also that, you know. And that's uh, what I think it is. A lot of times parents, you know, sisters, family, they're caught up with their image and what somebody else is going to think about them because of the choice that a family member has made. Um, I say love your child, love your child, because at the end of the day, like I said, once again, it's not a choice, and they're going to have so many people judging them. They don't need it from a parent, from a sister, from a brother, from an aunt. You you know, they have to be comfortable someplace, Mm -hmm. Have, have to. I mean, at this point, Taylor is in her freshman year of college. She actually brought her girlfriend home with her we've met you know what I mean and it's 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 not if you just let it happen and don't think about it and ridicule it so hard you realize that it can just almost it's just normal if you just accept them for who they are you know if Taylor came home in a dress now with a with a boy on her arm it would just throw me it would just (laughs) literally you know what I mean? I'll be like, okay, what happened? You know what I mean? It's it's it, this is normal. It's yeah. not unnormal. You know, it's normal. It really is, and, and it's tell okay. The listeners, a little bit about the revelations that Taylor has had since she's been Whew. at college. Because <laughs> she she came home and she actually thought the way she was raised was normal. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She did, you know, she's really, um, you know, Taylor has really seen how it's not, you know, 
it, you know, she's like, Mom, I didn't realize because she tells me all the time I would never understand. You know, because when she tells me, because Taylor did have a girlfriend previous to the girlfriend that she has now that her parents did not accept her being gay. Mm-hmm. And this girl still reaches out to Taylor now, and she still, you know, and I speak to her, and I see her all the time. And I actually love her because she's a sweet girl. And I'm like, why don't, why doesn't her parents, I mean, they just don't understand why. Don't, and she tells me, Mom, you would never understand. You would never understand what other people go through mm-hmm. because you didn't do it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you just accepted it. So she's really realized, you know, since being in school, she's realized that, people's lives are just, you know, very different. And when she was thinking that, you know, for being accepted and it being normal and she's realizing so many people that don't accept, you know, and then then there's people that go to school, go to college, that they've really been gay the whole time and have stayed in the closet and then they get to college and, you know, they come out. Yeah. And then their parents are freaked out. Yeah, that's a definite thing that once they actually have some freedom and um, don't have to conform to other people's standards, um, especially, you know, for, you know, the listeners have to understand that even though we're from the, both of us are from the Northeast, we live in a very small rural area and definitely deep in the Bible Belt. So uh, Mm -hmm. this is not a... Um, this is not per se an ordinary um, situation that you find this acceptance because um, a, a lot of the the women that I treat that um, that I see as patients, a lot of them have had to go through years of even getting married and having kids, and then maybe yes. when forty, they finally are Come, like, you know mm-hmm. what, this is who I yes. really am. And and that becomes a a reckoning, but there's certainly a lot in this area that forces you to conform. There's literally a a Baptist church on every corner and, um, and just a lot of people who think they know God's word and therefore want to kind of enforce what they know, uh, judge you and enforce what they know on you. So the fact that, Taylor is so intact and vibrant and just uh, an awesome um, person is a truly a testament to a you know who she is but who God blessed her with as parents because I think when we talked about it you said you know for the parents that don't accept their their uh, gay lesbian bisexual transgender queer etc children they're basically saying either you have to play the game my way or I'm okay with having a dead child because. Right. Um, Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what I, that's why I reach out to the parents and say at the end of the day, when you do, if that even crosses your mind and that's an inkling in your mind, think about the love you have for this child through your pregnancy. Think about the love you have for this child when you brought this child home. Think about the sick days when you nursed this kid, you know, back to health, the broken arm. That kid, it's that same child. Yes. It's it's that same person. You know, just because they made a, a lifestyle, and it's not even a lifestyle choice, just because they would give, you know, 
just because they're they trying eat. to live the life that they've been given because does not mean that they're not that same child mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean and that that's what i think parents forget you know they forget how they you know they love these kids they went to school they went to every doctor's appointment they went to every game and then when this part when the child said that you know their sexuality was different all of that went out the window it's hard to imagine but that that's the reason why taylor said you wouldn't understand because you don't have that type of bone in your body but Right. There are a lot of people like that. And that's the reason, that's a key reason why the rates of suicide and uh, depression and substance abuse are so much higher. Um, you know, we get so many runaway teenagers and, and even sex trafficking because mm -hmm. of people not being safe in their own homes um, because they're, parents have made them to feel that they're a deviant, that they're less than, that that somehow the love that they had for all those years is completely gone because of uh their decision to live to live their life. What given the fact that um you know I don't you know every now and again there can still be um episodes of violence against members of uh the community what do you tell taylor about as far as protecting herself or you know what how do you want her to go about living in this world um i just i i'm not you know i've violence is is not is not you know for me i it's just never been the answer you know i mean if i have to protect of course you know things with the last thing I want her to do is get physical, you know, mm -hmm. um, I do. And Taylor's very observant as far as like, you know, her surroundings. Good for her. Um, she, she and I have talked about, um, one of the big things that we have talked about is, um, dealing with, um, young females that are uncertain, you know, whether they want to be with the girl or a guy, because, I think a lot of times that, um, you know, that confusion and then, you know, uh, a female, they're dating a guy and then the guy finds out that they're dating, you know, a girl and they want to, you know, do some type of physical harm. And at the end of the day, you know, even though they are gay, you know, and they may be the masculine or the stud version, they're still a girl at the end of the day. So, you know, Till and I have spoke about just being transparent and when you um just you know when you do get into a relationship with somebody or you do begin to date somebody you guys need to be clear about you know what is expected and and where this other person stands as far as um sexuality you know are mm -hmm. they bi are they you know do they just want to be in a female because you know you have to prepare yourself for what you may encounter yeah. So that's one of the things that um, we talk about and just being aware of your surroundings, making sure, you know, that, you know, and even the people that you talk to, because, you know, you have people these days, they're just malicious in mind and they'll act like they're, you know, for, you know, 
and, and I see it more, I'm going to be honest with you, I see it more on the gay male side than I do on the gay female side. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I see that gay fem- lesbian females are used a little more accepted than mm-hmm. gay men, you know. Yeah. I, I see where, you know, gay men, you always hear stuff like, you know, a gay, another male will act like they, you know, are okay with it and then they'll physically harm them or something like that. Yeah. So I try to make Taylor be more aware of that. It's just, you know, and she hasn't really had to face, you know, that as far as um, a, a, an issue as far as, you know, any type of abuse or you know anything on that level so i'm yeah, thankful but for it's that. important i mean it's the discussion that we all have to have with all of our kids that right um you know there are good and bad people in the world there mm-hmm. are people for no reason at all that that will just harm mm-hmm. you and so you kind of do have to live this life with your your ears up and your eyes wide open mm-hmm. and just being aware of your surroundings takes you know that probably takes 80 to 90 percent of the th- away yes the- and one thing I can say about Taylor she is um you know her friend group even like at home it's the same friend group she's had for years even I look at it at school you know what I mean the friends that she's made when I speak to her she's basically around you know she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of people around her you know what I'm saying she mm-hmm is more, not that she's not friendly, but kind of like I am, you know, you have your circle of friends and, you know, then you have acquaintances, but it's like, it's, and you know, I I make it clear with her, like even with college parties, you know, be aware, you know, don't, you know, stay with your certain set of friends. If everybody leaves, you need to leave too, that type of scenario. You know, don't. Those are things that, as you know, that's not any different than the advice that I gave my um, 18-year-old son. Is It is a lot to be aware of. So this was really, in, you know, really good talk with you, Sharon. And um, as I said, as, uh, as an observer, she and her husband have raised two amazing um, young women. I'm excited to uh, see what their futures hold and what they come but um where they started very different (laughs) they are very different but they're both just awesome and um i've been uh privileged to take care of the family as um their physician so i i can definitely say wholeheartedly that um uh your husband has uh three awesome women in the household is there anything you'd like Thank to you. leave our listeners with as far as again that advice around just loving loving just loving. love just love them just love them love your children you know just just pour and and, and don't forget that when they come to you with whatever it is you know whether it's you know, I'm gay, or I got in trouble, or, you know, I got caught smoking weed, whatever it is, just remember that they're that same baby that you brought home. You know, remember just to support them in all that they do. Mm-hmm. All. You know, That's- you got to lay out the guidelines for, because drugs are so bad. And, and like you said, Dr. Baki, this is a very rural area, but what people don't know is close as we are to the Bible Belt, we're one of the areas that have the worst opioid addiction. So you have to opioid, just be... Opioid, STDs, alcoholism, yeah. all that, but right. still the Bible Belt. 
Right, exactly. So, you know, we're our kids, we raise them and, you know, we just got to know, you know, and know that when you raise them, you put God into them, you put love into them. They never forgot that. Just love them, you know, because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to love each other, you know. Just let them know, even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't like it, you know, still love them. Still let them know this is still going to be home. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that you have to accept it or, you know, you're going to be the parent like me that says, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend, bring her home. No, it's not going to be like that. But at the end of the day, they still have to know that home is safety for them. You know, even if you don't want to accept it in your house, you know, even if you're like, oh, but, you know, if it's a part of your child, you're going to eventually have to accept it if you want to be a part of their life. And and at the end of the day, I say this, do you do you not be a part of their life or do you just, you know, ex- I mean, accept it? There's, I mean, people are doing way worse than that. And they're still, you know, they still have to be loved. They still have to be accepted. So just love them and, love them and accept them. Because God forbid, if something happens to them, you know, you'll never forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you'll never, and it doesn't make a difference what people think. I mean, people talk about Jesus, they're going to talk about you regardless. You know, if it's not them talking about your gay kid, it's going to be them talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always going to be yeah. something. Well, thank you always. so much, Sharon, for sharing your. Uh, your journey and as i said just excited for what lies ahead for uh, your two girls and the amazing things they're set to accomplish and so that ends um our episode on uninhibited and you can refer to the liner notes on information um on raising um your gay and lesbian child and um just more information and support thank you Thanks, Dr. Baki. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Uninhibited. You can find more episodes to download at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can also continue the conversation at uninhibited.community on Facebook, where you can like us and share. And you can continue chatting on Instagram at uninhibited.podcast. Special shout out to Trap Quilo for the beats.